Unfortunately, what happens with the average script that most agents use is that it's not personal to the person you're calling, right? It's just a generic script. And when you use those types of generic scripts that ask logic-based questions instead of emotional-based questions, what happens, unfortunately, is the prospect doesn't go deep into what their real motivation was. And it's really hard in sales to help somebody go from here to here if you don't know what the gap is, if you don't know what the problem is, right? And a lot of times agents will hear surface level answers and they'll take it and they'll run with it. And they'll think, oh my God, they need to move because they're having a child. But that's really not the motivation to move, right? There's a deeper motivation that you're missing out on. And we'll talk about that in a second. Would you like to win more listings, right? If you want more listings, I don't care if you're doing five listings a month. I don't care if you're doing 10 listings a month. Maybe you're doing one. Maybe you're doing less than one, right? Wherever you're at in the journey, there are more opportunities for you to find listings. One of our clients I was working with, he's got these Z buyer leads, right? Old Z buyer lead list. He's probably had eight agents on his team call these people. And all the notes are, we're not interested. We're not interested. Take us off. Take us off. We're not interested. So these are what I call aged leads. It's like a fine wine. It takes time for sometimes these to come through. Or sometimes you just need the right person to curate the conversation to get the prospect in. Well, one of my clients, he's got these aged leads. This week, he's got three listing appointments. Three listing appointments this week from an old age lead script. One of my clients, I gave her my old leads, right? My old leads. And it took her a couple of weeks to get the hang of calling online leads. She's more of a referral-based agent. So it takes a little bit of time to, to get comfortable and learn the patterns, learn the language. She's booking buyers and sellers left and right from seven, eight, nine-year-old leads. So before we get started, I just want you guys to know that there is no such thing as an old lead. There's just old tried sales processes that create a ton of resistance, which then gets you guys hung up on, it gets you guys a lot of things except for the appointment. So let's jam here real quick. There's a couple of tools you're going to need, right? There's a couple of tools you're going to need. One is you're going to need a headset, right? If you're going to call expired, if you're going to call people, do it with the headset, right? I got one on its way today. Uh, my sales guy got one today, right? You can go out and buy like a wired headset. You can get the wireless ones. I'm not a big fan of wireless because of the Bluetooth, but I get it like, it makes it easier to walk around and pace, stand up, sit down. So maybe that's a good option for you. But the first tool is, is you need a headset. The second tool you're going to need, right? The second tool you're going to need is you're going to need a data scraper, like a Vulcan 7 or a, a Red X or a Espresso agent, right? You're going to need a data scrubber so that you can get all the data you need in one space and then you can actually call through it. The third tool that I'm going to request that you guys look into is a recorder. Right now, some of these platforms have a recorder. Some of them don't. If it doesn't have a recorder, right, then just record yourself talking to the prospect. You would be shocked at how much information I can get on a sales call without hearing the other person say a single word. In fact, when I train and I coach our clients inside the Real Estate Sales Academy, I actually tell them like, Hey guys, just record yourself. Like just record yourself. I know your, I know your CRM does the recording. I know the 
tools you're using, do the recording, but do me a favor, just record yourself. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I want to hear you, not the other person. And I want you to hear yourself. It's invaluable, right? Recording yourself on a live call. Wow. So much stuff there. So get a recorder. If you don't have a recorder, grab your phone. You can use the voice recorder app to just record yourself, right? No problem there. You will gain a lot. The fourth thing that you're going to need is a system like Calendly or Acuity. Uh, maybe your CRM has a appointment booking service inside of it, right? But you need something that's going to send out a calendar invite to your prospect, right? When you book them on, you need them to get a calendar invite because when you go up into the, in the, in the, the script, right? When you book an appointment, you need to tell them like, Hey, go to your calendar, accept the invite. Here it is. Because if they don't accept the invite, they might paste something over it because it just shows up like as the outline box instead of like the solid blue box on the Gmail calendars. Um, and they might just end up booking something over it, right? So make sure you have a Calendly. It's going to be very effective for you. It's going to be very helpful. And you can program the reminders. And you guys, just basic reminders. Don't go all crazy. Like just the name of what you call it, right? Whatever your appointment name is, you should give it a sexy title because people like things that have a process or a title, right? It sounds like you have a process, even if you don't have one yet, that's okay. No big deal. But use a Calendly, right? And don't overwhelm them with like a thousand. I used to do that. Oh my God. We used to send people. So, oh my Lord. We used to send people like 30 or 40, not that many, but we'd send them like eight, nine, 10 reminders. And we get people that are like, ah, oh, you're, you know, blah, blah. It was bad. We lost deals because we sent too many reminders. It's crazy. I know, but that's just the way we work. Okay. So now we got like our setup, right? We got some of the basic tools necessary. You should have your script right in front of you. Now you can use the generic, like out of the box gurus been taught for 30 years script and, and you're going to get some results, right? If you deliver it super well, you'll, you'll get better results than the average agent, right? But you're still going to get a lot of resistance. You're, you're still going to get a lot of pushback. You're still going to get people that don't want to talk to you because unfortunately what happens with the average script that most agents use is that it was written by somebody else, right? That's the first problem. It was written by somebody else. The second problem is it's not personal to the person you're calling, right? It's just a generic script. And when you use those types of generic scripts that ask logic-based questions instead of emotional-based questions, what happens, unfortunately, is the prospect doesn't go deep into what their real motivation was. And it's really hard, right? It's really hard in sales to help somebody go from here to here if you don't know what the gap is, if you don't know what the problem is, right? And a lot of times, agents will hear surface level answers and they'll take it and they'll run with it and they'll think, oh my God, they need to move because they're having a child. But that's really not the motivation to move, right? There's a deeper motivation that you're missing out on. And we'll talk about that in a second. All right. So make sure you have your framework, right? Make sure you have something to also write down these stats. Okay. You should be tracking these things if you want to get really good at getting listings. All right. One is you should, I, I got, I'm just looking at my whiteboard because this is what I track. How many calls did you make? How many attempts? Right. Second thing is how many people picked up the phone? Third thing is how many conversations did you have? Anything that's a two minute conversation about real estate is a conversation that I track. The fourth thing is how many appointments did I book? 
The fifth is how many appointments showed up. The sixth thing is how many listings that I collect. All right. Now, the reason why we track calls is because, you know, maybe you're calling at 930 in the morning and you're calling brand new expireds and you're realizing I'm not getting a lot of hiccups. Okay. Maybe I should adjust my time. Maybe try a little earlier, maybe try a little bit later. Right. So knowing the right time to call is going to help elevate your sales. The second thing is, is, okay, let's say we're calling and we're getting a good amount of pickups, right? 15, 20 people picked up the phone. How many of those pickups turn to a conversation, right? Because a lot of agents, when they call, they're really excited, right? You've been taught to be really excited. That's how I started calling, um, expireds and sellers and right. Circle dialing. Hey, it's Vikram Dior here. And they're like, Whoa. I'm like, Hey, it's, it's Vikram with the real estate. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, it's Vikram with the deal group. I'm calling because I saw your house is no longer on the market. Right. I know, I know the scripts, you guys. I used them. And guess what they always said? Oh, where were you last week? Click. Why are you calling? Click. Well, it's because I triggered them with my tone and we'll talk about the brain. The brain has three parts. Okay. Like just think of the brain as three parts. There's the fight or flight protector. There's the, the big brain, which is like what takes the, the noise and it puts it into something useful, right? So like if you hear the sound of a fan, your brain hears the sound of the fan, sends it up to the top of the brain, and it says, uh, that's a fan, it's safe. Wait, I don't under, that was a loud bang. Was that a, was that the backfire of a motorcycle or is that a gun, right? That goes sound first tone to the top of the brain, which then makes something out of it. Then it goes to the frontal lobe, which is the last part of our brain to develop is why it's important for kids not to smoke weed and drink at a young age, right? Because their frontal lobe, the part that actually like deciphers things and says like what it really is, like the the like the, the real part of our brain, which makes us different than animals is right here. That's the last thing to develop, right? So the first thing they hear is tone. So if you have a lot of people pick up, but you don't have a lot of conversations, is it your tone that's off? Right. Or maybe the first question you're asking with the tone you're using, maybe the question's good, but the tone is off, right? Maybe the question's bad and the tone is good and that triggers sales resistance. So they hang up on you, right? Like I've heard countless numbers of calls. It's, it's wild, but they say first thing it's like, Hey, is this uh, the owner of the home? Guy's like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, man. Um, your, your house isn't on the market. It looks like it's off the MLS. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, do you still want to interview me to come and sell it for you? The guy's like, right clicks hangs up because that's not how we start a sales call that's how we assume that we're the greatest and they suck and that's going to trigger massive sales resistance in 2023 because post-covid right post-covid it's no longer about no like and trust they can figure out everything they need they got chat gpt they don't need you to explain the process necessarily to them what they need to know is that they trust you and the way we build trust is by tone So let's say you have a lot of conversations, right? Let's say you're having a ton of conversations, but nobody's booking an appointment with you. All right. Well, that's a different part of the thing that we can work on, right? So do you see how everything matters? Now, let's say you're booking, right? Let's say you're having good conversations. At least you think you are. You're having people book appointments, but the people don't show. That tells me something, right? Or the people show up, you're having great appointments, right? But they don't list with you. That tells me something. So every part of the metrics that you should track, right? It's only calls, pickups, conversations, appointments, shows. Just get a piece of paper, get a whiteboard next to your desk. When you're done with your couple of hours, go ahead and just swipe it off, transfer it to your document. And now we can start to really see where to help you at. All right. So now we got the tools. 
Now we know what to track. Now we got to set the environment up, right? We got to set up our environments for success, which means you should avoid distractions. You should shut down your email, your messenger, your Slack, whatever communication tool you have. You should take off your Apple Watch, right? Just get rid of distractions. Set your timer on your phone for an hour, right? So in an hour, if you need to take like a stretch break, right? Like get up, move your body, do some stretches, go for it. Take a two minute stretch break, set another timer, boom, be back on the phone in two minutes. Go use the restroom, get some water, whatever you need, right? Whatever you need. Set your environment up for success. Remove the distractions, clean it up. If you know that you need three cups of coffee, a half a gallon of water, some salt, a couple of snacks, whatever it is, get it out. Be ready, but have a clean work surface so that you can focus on the prospect. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Our Agent Podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. If you could do us a quick favor, we don't monetize this. All we ask is that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It helps us reach more real estate agents with great information on how they can win in their local market today. If you go over to iTunes, leave us a quick review, write up something quickly that would mean the world to Vikerman and I. Let's hop into the show. One of the big challenges that agents have is they're so distracted doing so many things that they're like, Vic, I'm just trying to get through my calls this morning. Like, what is, what do you mean you're trying to get through them? Yeah, I know I got to do a hundred calls. I, I know I need to have 20 conversations. Man, I got so much stuff on my plate. I'm just trying to get through the calls. Well, if that's your attitude going into it, what do you think you're going to show up like for the prospect? Do you think you're going to be curious and concerned about their needs? Are you just going to be like, oh yeah, what, oh, you don't want to sell. Okay, click. Oh yeah, you don't want to sell. Okay, click. Hey, are you still looking to sell your house? No. Okay, click. Right. If you're not in the right frame of mind, if you don't have the right environment, you're not going to produce as well as you could have. All right. So just avoid the distractions. Close everything down on the computer. You're not missing anything. Close everything down on your phone. You're not missing anything. If there's a true fire, right? There's a true fire. You you should probably know these things like prior so you could take care of them before you get on the phone. All right. Now we got to talk about our time blocks, right? If you don't have a good time block, for prospecting, for calling expires, for door knocking, for finding listings every day. If you don't have that time block, you're just not going to do it. Now, when do I like to call expires? When do I like to call prospects? When do I like to do that dirty work is what I call it because that's the actual only work you do in real estate. Everything else is pretty fun. I get it. There's other things, inspections and appraisals and contingents, but that's, all, that's, like, that's the fun part of real estate. The, the hard part of real estate for most people is the prospecting. Right. So when should we prospect? For me, it's 8 a.m. Right. Why? Because I like to get out done early. Right. So I got on the phone eight o'clock to 10 o'clock. That's all I needed. I would do some Saturdays because nobody works on Saturdays because most agents, you know, they talk about being successful, but they don't want success. So I'd get in early. I'd role play. I'd practice. I'd catch up on some things after the gym. I get on the phone about 8 30, 8 45. I always seem to find a lot of people that aren't being bugged by a bunch of agents on a Saturday and Sunday morning. Sunday, I'd call a little bit later, right? Saturday, I'd call a little bit earlier because people tend to wake up a little bit earlier on Saturday, just what I found. Now, your market might be different, so you got to do your own research, right? This is why we track. This is why we track what time we're calling because if you call at eight o'clock on a Saturday, you might piss a lot of people off, but if you call at 9, 30, 10, they might already be gone to go to Costco and you know go get the kids to like soccer or gymnastics or whatever they're doing or they're visiting somebody, right? So 
you got to try and check. And remember, seasons change. So winter might be different than summer, right? So just track this information so we can make adjustments. So now we got our time blocks. Now we're ready. We got our coffee. We went to the bathroom. We let go of all of our fearful diarrhea. Okay. We got to the office. We got to our space. We're ready to rock and roll. Now what? Well, before you get on the phone, you should warm up your tone. You should warm up your scripts. You should warm yourself up like a professional athlete. You don't want to just go lift 250 pounds without warming up. So let's warm up. Block out 15 to 20 minutes, maybe more if you're new, right? But a minimum of 15 to 20 minutes before you get on the phone to practice your script. If you don't do that, unfortunately, if you don't do that, unfortunately, you're going to get on the phone and your first 10 calls are going to be practice calls, but they're going to be with actual people you could have possibly helped. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. So now we're ready. So now what do we do? So now what do we do? Well, when we pick up the phone, we want to use things called neutral language. We don't want to use words like sell. We don't want to use words like expired. We don't want to use words like your home came off the MLS, right? Those are all buzzwords that your seller has heard. And if they are an expired listing, guess what? They probably heard it a lot from a lot of other agents. So try not to use those buzzwords. In fact, just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Another word you should get rid of is like, to be honest with you, right? Well, that implies that prior to that, you were lying to me. So get rid of those words, right? Those are all salesy words, buzzwords. The consumer knows it. They know exactly what you're calling for and it's going to trigger them to hang up on you or it's going to trigger them to have like a surface level conversation, not tell you anything. And then they're going to hang up on you and say, call me back. That's not what you want to do. And even if you make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls and you have ISAs and you have setters and you have business developers, right? Even if you have those people, train them to get you more appointments with less work so that they don't burn out, right? Because a lot of these setters burn out because it's just a grind because they're given poor training, a poor script. They're not given any guidance and they're just told to go figure it out. And let's just say they don't figure it out very well. So use the training for your, your team. Now, I want to jump into one of the most important parts of a sales conversation. That's your tone. The first thing, remember the fight or flight in the back of the brain. The first thing that a prospect hears is your tone. Are you, are you curious? Are you coming across demanding and aggressive and assertive? Are you overly entertained? Oh my God, I'm so excited to call you. Your house didn't sell. I'm going to get a commission check from you. Right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Right? Don't do that. That is not how we start a call. I like to start my sales calls with a little bit of curiosity. Ring, ring. Um, yeah, is this the owner of a one, two, three apple orchard lane? And they're going to be like, yeah, who's this? Yeah, it's just a uh, Vikram over here at uh, Real Brokers. Um, right. Very curious, very slow customer service. I'm not trying to sell anything. All right. And then my next line is going to be something like, yeah. And I don't know if you could possibly help me yet. I was wondering if, if you would be the person in charge of like the home, like the home and like the process around getting it marketed to get sold. Like it, would that be you? And you're coming from a very curious, you're not talking fast. You're not trailing up at the end of your sentences which creates doubt and uncertainty. It also creates a question. So if you're asking a question and you're 
tone goes up a little bit, that's cool. But if you're not asking a question and your tone trails up on the end of like a statement, it creates doubt, right? This is all human psychology. This is all stuff that you need to learn if you want to get more listings every month because the competition is getting better and the consumer is getting smarter and it's getting harder and harder to find listings because of the market, right? But that doesn't mean that the market's going to put you out of business if you follow these tips. Second thing is, is we got to use neutral language, right? If we don't use neutral language, the prospect feels like you're a salesperson. And if they feel like you're trying to sell them something, they're going to have resistance. And just like you, you're going to put your guard up. You're going to put your fists up. You're like, I need to get off this phone as fast as possible. So we want to use neutral language, right? We want to take out those words that are going to elicit sales resistance, going to trigger that wall to go up. Now, the third thing that we can talk about, and I gotta, I actually have our call coming up here in three minutes, so I got to jam for my, my clients right now. But the third thing that you want to use is when you're following a framework or what we call a script, you want to learn to use transitioning statements, right? So, um, yeah, I, I was wondering if um, you could uh, possibly help me out for a moment. And they're going to say, yeah, what's, well, well, well I, you know, I'm not quite sure you would be the right person to talk to about marketing for the home, right? You want to use those transitions so that you are able to not sound scripted. And then when you're listening to the prospect, you want to use words like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. You want to say what what we call verbal cues, right? What we want to use is verbal cues and this is from my mentor, Jeremy Miner, who I've spent a ton of time training with, just a really great, awesome sales trainer. We want to use the verbal cues because sometimes, you know, prospects, if they're like me, they start talking a lot about nothing. Well, if you're just sitting there reading the, off the script, one question, then they answer one question, then they answer. Well, when they start going off, as Jordan Belfort says, to, to Mars, you don't have a way to pull them back. And you just got to wait for them to finish talking. And that could be five, seven, eight minutes of them talking about nonsense. So we want to be engaged the entire time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. When you said that you needed a bigger home because you're having a kid, like, what did you mean by that? Oh, well, we have three bedrooms right now. We already have two kids, but every time we have a baby, my wife's parents come, like my wife's mom comes down for anywhere from four to six months. Okay. So why is why does that matter? Like, why do we need more room? Oh, well, the kids each have a room, right? My, my, my kids are cool, like bunking up for a while, you know, when grandma and grandpa visit, but for like six months, they're going to kill each other. We also need another bathroom, right? Cause she's 14, he's 12. Like she's in the bathroom for 45 minutes. He's in the bathroom for 45 minutes. That's two hours in the morning. Like we need more, we need more bathrooms, right? Okay. And I guess like, you know, you not having the the bedroom for your mom and the bathroom for the kids, I guess like, is that having any effect on you guys? Oh, well, yeah. Well, how so? And they start getting into what's really affecting them. And when you start knowing what's really affecting them, you are no longer just the salesperson like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You need a bigger house. You got a kid coming. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't know about grandma. You know about the bathroom. If they don't tell you, they don't tell themselves. And your gap is smaller, which makes it harder for you to book an appointment. So if these tips were helpful, join us inside the Real Estate Sales Dojo on Facebook. 
where we're going live at least once a week, sometimes twice, sometimes even three times. If you have calls you want reviewed, you can drop them in there for free. And when I get a chance, I'll review them, send you a a video so you can actually listen to it. I do that for free because I want to see you guys win in this market because I get it. Real estate is hard and nobody told you that. And if you want to increase your business and have seven figure or even just mid six figure years, we got to improve our skills and we got to improve our processes. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you for being here. I'll see you on the next one. 